podcast. Remember, I'll keep it short and sweet, but you can hit repeat. And don't forget to floss. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Derek Ogden podcast. Before we start, don't forget today and tomorrow. uh, Tomorrow we're announcing the winner tomorrow evening uh, for our iPad Mini 2 giveaway. If you want to uh, enter for that, it's DerekOgden.com forward slash iPad. That's D-E-R-R-E-C-K-O-G-D-E-N.com forward slash iPad. There's a bunch of different ways to enter the win. They're all free. It involves, you know, social media stuff, sharing, liking, all that good stuff to promote our sites and um, what we have going on on social media. And that's the whole idea of the iPad giveaway, just to promote participation and get our, uh, grow our, you know, social media following. So uh, I want to do a little good stuff, bad stuff today. Uh, Good stuff, um, was well let's start off with bad stuff the the uh, attack at ohio state university definitely a bad thing um the guy ran people over with his car then got out of his car started cutting and trying to stab people people were injured one critically from what i've heard um a total of 11 people were injured but luckily no one has lost their life and it seems to be that the, uh, well, the only person who lost their life was the actual attacker himself, a Somalian-born uh, Muslim. CNN is obviously still learning to be more credible. They've tap danced, tap danced around it. They've kind of touched on it. They showed his uh, Facebook post talking about how he's sick of sick of Muslims being attacked all over the world. He used the word everywhere. Um, so it's, I mean, it's obvious that the guy is, you know, not mentally stable and or just pure evil. Uh, another, you know, just another piece of evidence. <laughs> and to say anything about it is, you know, like I did our first podcast episode ever was about the word Islamophobia and, and, it's already been mentioned on CNN a couple times. Um, you know, just the promotion of this violence within the religion of Islam, the religion and governmental system of Islam. It's not just a religion. We have to be clear about that. You know, this promotion of violence and these attacks that happen uh, are what feed into people's fears of Islam and the idea that People in our media and in the White House right now don't want to give it any attention. Don't want to, you know, don't want to name the enemy. They don't want to. They don't want to do it. They refuse to do it, even when it's right in front of their face. But CNN is obviously coming around a little bit. I think they know that they're that people are paying attention. I think they know that people are fact checking, so they at least have to mention it. They at least have to put it out there to some extent. Obviously, they haven't uh, given it much attention, as much as I feel it deserves. So, the OSU attack was bad. It was bad stuff. However, we did have a great act of heroism by a police officer who uh, showed up, took care of business, took out the bad guy, 
saved who knows how many people from, you know, getting injured further. He was there like a minute or two after the whole thing started. So great response, standing ovation, great response from the police there in Ohio uh, at the university. And uh, good shoot, good shooting their techs. So the other thing that I noticed was they had a lot of people that they were talking to while the situation was going on. So they were, you know, I say a lot, probably three or four, maybe five different people on CNN that were calling in, talking to the anchors while the situation was developing. And a couple things that I noticed, uh, there was a picture they posted where it was in a classroom, people are standing around. They've got a pile of desks and chairs in front of the door. And they talked to one professor that I heard, I believe it was a professor, but it was definitely somebody in a classroom with their, with other students. And when they were asked, you know, are you guys safe? Are you guys, you know, what are you doing? The professor basically said, yeah, we've got the door shut, locked. We've got it barricaded off. And, uh, we've got a couple guys in our class here that are, uh, military. So we're good. And it was so cool to hear somebody say that, you know, uh, having, having people around that are good, solid Americans, good, solid people that know how to defend themselves, know what to do. And, you know, it's even better if they're armed with a firearm and trained, but obviously they missed, made the best of a bad situation there. And, they were able to to keep themselves safe and keep the uh, keep the bad guy out of the classrooms, and it's just good to hear. It's 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 good to hear. It's good to hear that the alert system at Ohio State University worked. That people were able to keep themselves safe, go into lockdown, and hide in place. It's awesome. They executed the run, hide, fight strategy. Uh, something that uh, my my friend Dennis Root, the Dennis Root Public Safety Foundation, is that's the that is the main point of his active shooter seminar. You know what to do. First off, if you can get out of there, get out of there. Run, go get help. And if you have nowhere to run, find somewhere to hide. A janitor closet, a classroom, a bathroom, whatever it is, somewhere preferably where you have a good solid door that you can lock and or barricade. And then the last thing is the worst case scenario, and it's fight for your life. Uh, you know, if they do find you, if, if this active shooter or, or attacker or assailant does find you, fight like hell because your life counts on it. Now, being a person who is a very big proponent of concealed weapon carry, I paid close attention to what he said to people who carry concealed weapons. And one of the big things, the biggest thing he said was, Dennis Root, one of the biggest things he said was, don't engage. Don't pull your gun out and start firing at somebody. You're just going to kill more people. You're just going to get, you know, mixed up into a situation that's not going to end well for anyone. It's very rare that somebody with a concealed weapon is able to, unless they're, you know, a former cop or have some kind of military training or, 
whatever, it's very rare that somebody with their own concealed weapon is going to be able to engage an active shooter and kill them. Sometimes these guys are wearing body armor. They're usually, you know, better armed than you are if you're carrying concealed. So it's still the same thing. Run, hide, and fight. The only time your concealed weapon comes into play is the fight part. That's the worst case scenario. And I actually mentioned it in one of the seminars, you know, it's, I'm going to run, I'm going to grab whoever's with me and try to drag them, okay? Run, hide somewhere if you can't get away from the situation completely. And when you barricade yourself in, it would be pretty nice to have some sort of firearm with you, a concealed a concealed weapon to defend yourself if they do find you. So obviously, this whole situation at Ohio State could have been much worse if the person had had a gun, it could have been worse, absolutely. But the fact of the matter, it did. He, they didn't. He didn't. The guy was just a whack job with a with a uh, I think it was a Honda Civic and a butcher knife. And the idea that you can just go and hurt people that way with anything is an important concept for an, the anti gun movement to understand. So I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's really just it's it's good that it all worked out the way it did. But it's bad that this stuff is happening in, in the first place. So more bad stuff. We've got a major, major fire going on in Gatlinburg, and that's really sad. Uh, the people of Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, other surrounding towns. My wife and I have spent time there on vacations. I have a lot of customers and friends that I know that are, are from that area, and just really good people, really just down home, solid, solid people, great towns, that whole area, you know, the Smoky Mountains, Cades Cove, all that stuff, just really great people, a very beautiful area. And um, it's really sad to see all this stuff, you know, the, the structures, the forest, all these things just burning to the ground and, and it's just completely out of control. And the terrain there is another challenge. I mean, it's so hilly. It's so hard to get, you know, fire trucks and brush trucks and things in and out of these areas because of it's the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilly as hell and, you know, cliffs and jagged rocks and places you just can't, you can't get to effectively. So uh, our hopes and prayers are definitely with those people. On the good side... They've got people like Dolly Parton up there that are all about that town. They're all about that area. And and uh, the, the silver lining of this is those people are people that will unite. They will band together and they'll rebuild. They'll fix whatever they have to fix. And, and I guarantee you the Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, uh, Dollywood, all, all those that whole area will be back up and running in no time. So that's good stuff. God bless the people of that area. And um, I wonder if Dolly Parton will do another album. We'll see. Raise some money. Uh, all right, on to the next thing. The Wisconsin recount. This is interesting. Uh, not necessarily good or bad, but I will tell you, it is kind of exposed the, the sort of hypocrisy on the Democratic Party side. They're siding with Jill Stein, um, or joining with Jill Stein that, uh, to, to recount the votes in Wisconsin. And I, I've heard a lot of people say that this is just about, you know, making sure that everything is clear and fair 
and well-documented and it's, you know, our legal right to do so and blah, 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 yakety schmackety. But here's the thing. I, here's what I don't understand about that justification behind this. If we are going to recount Wisconsin because it was a close race, why are we not recounting other states that were close races? We're only looking at the states, and I say we, I mean this situation. The, the Democratic Party is only looking at states that Hillary lost by a narrow margin. Now, there were states that Trump lost by a narrow margin, but those aren't important. We're not going to worry about those. And with all the stuff that people are saying in the media, uh, on Twitter and everything else, I mean, there are people out there actually calling for the assassination of Donald Trump before he is appointed by the Electoral College. I mean, there's and, and this is something I learned and checked into just from one of these crazy social media troll whack jobs. That... Oh, well, if he if, if he happens to be killed before December 19th, then the Electoral College would appoint someone else. They would appoint Hillary Clinton. Pence, as the vice president, isn't actually the vice president until the December 19th Electoral College vote. And my, my thought is, this is just the, the most utter and complete hypocrisy I could have possibly imagined. The idea that Hillary just made such a big deal about Donald Trump not saying outright that he will accept whatever results come from the election during the debates. He was honest about it. He said, well, let's see what happens. She said, I will accept the results, so on and so forth. But now we're doing these recounts. We've got uh, people who are obviously, you know, Hillary supporters or anti-Trump people either way. Uh, that are actually calling for assassination. It's, it's total and complete insanity. So I, I just really don't know what to make out of any of it. You know, you, you, this Jill Stein, uh, you know, she took a lot of votes away from Hillary in Wisconsin and how they're now, how they're now teaming up. I mean, if it hadn't been for Jill Stein, obviously some of those people might have voted for Trump because some of those people that voted for Jill Stein were never Trumpers, never Hillary's. And, if Jill Stein wasn't in the mix, they may have had to pick the lesser of two evils, or they may not have voted at all. But it's just a very strange situation, very awkward, very weird for uh, the Democrats to have to discuss this and have to explain it. Of course, CNN is you know doing a good job of dodging you know dodging around these things and trying to make excuses for it. And then the last thing for today was Obama. It's kind of a good thing that I haven't seen him in the news much lately because it means that, I, hopefully, that means that uh, we don't have to deal with any more of the downward spiral of the Democratic leadership that we've had for almost eight years now. But the bad side of that is the same thing. Where the hell is Obama? What is this guy doing? What is he up to? If you go online, I've been doing some research here trying to find you know, what What Obama's been up to. And the only thing I can find is conversations with Trump. There's really not much going on, at least that the media is publishing. Anything, you know, anything else that he's got going on behind closed doors, who knows? It'll be interesting. I can't wait. Everybody's wanting to see what Donald Trump's appointments are. I can't wait to see who Obama pardons. That's really what I'm looking forward to. So 
it's uh, definitely interesting times. People are up in arms. People are worried about all kinds of things. Donald Trump is still on Twitter. I don't know how that's happening. I don't know why that's happening. Somebody, his press secretary should be in complete and total control of his Twitter account. I, I really think that he just should not be doing any of that. If there's one piece of advice I could give Donald Trump, it would be stop the tweeting. It's ridiculous. His last one was something about uh, something about the flag burning in America and how people should be punished for it. And of course, Democrats are all up in arms about it. But the fact of the matter is that Hillary Clinton, a few years back, actually tried to pass a law making flag burning illegal with penalties and all that good stuff attached. It didn't get passed. And the Supreme Court said that people have the right, uh, protected right to burn the flag. But all of a sudden, uh, Donald Trump is a totalitarian dictator because he's proposing something on Twitter, not in Congress. <laughs> he's proposing it on Twitter. And that's bad. But when Hillary does it in the form of a bill, it's not so bad. So that's it. Good stuff, bad stuff. And uh, thank God it's mostly good. Have a great day. Good week. Don't forget to register, enter. It's all free. Go to DerekOgden.com forward slash iPad. That's D-E-R-R-E-C-K-O-G-D-E-N.com forward slash iPad. We're giving it away tomorrow. So time is running out. There's many ways to enter. Take advantage. And we'll be happy to give that to one of you lucky listeners. 